the Tamale King of Sheridan, Wyoming, today on The World. I'm Carol Hills. His name was Zarif Khan, and he left South Asia more than a century ago to start a new life. By 1909, this young man from 12,000 miles away had uh, set up shop selling, of all things, hot tamales in Sheridan, Wyoming. The story of Hot Tamale Louie coming up. Plus, Harry Potter gets reimagined for the London stage, and a black actor is cast as one of the leads. There's been vitriolic, even racist backlash. I understand and I respect people being protective of their favorite characters. The Harry Potter series has been something that a lot of us have grown up with, the films and the books, so I understand. But if they need to chill out a bit. Those stories ahead on The World. the line between domestic and international politics gets really blurry. We're starting the show today with an example of that. A couple of days ago, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced an executive order. If you boycott against Israel, New York will boycott you, he said. The executive order requires state agencies to divest all public funds from any company or individual with ties to the movement known as Boycott, Divestment and Sanctions, or BDS. Matthew Duss is the president of the Foundation for Middle East Peace. He says on some levels, the boycott campaign hasn't been very effective. The actual economic impact has been fairly minimal. I think there was a report in Bloomberg News the other day that showed that, that uh, foreign investment is actually increasing in Israel rather than decreasing. But I think that's only part of the story, I think, in terms of symbolic impact. The BDS movement has had a, a considerable amount of success, and let's recognize that symbolism is a big part of politics. Prime Minister Netanyahu and other Israeli leaders have clearly identified BDS as a threat. They make speeches about it all the time. The Israeli government has committed a lot of money to to fighting BDS, and I think Governor Cuomo's statement, uh, the fact that the governor of the state of New York sees BDS as big enough of a deal that he has to issue this executive order is uh, another testament to that. His executive order is, is a divestment, and it's requiring New York State to divest itself of public funds from any company or individual with ties to BDS, meaning companies that are boycotting Israel. So it's a kind of protest of a protest, isn't it? Right. It is very odd. It's saying that boycotting Israel is inappropriate, so we are going to boycott you in response. Governor Cuomo himself issued an order uh, limiting official travel to North Carolina in response to their law, their anti-LGBT law. So I think in this case, we have two different responses to movements that are using economic pressure to change policy. Are you concerned that Governor Cuomo's executive order will succeed in delegitimizing the boycott? I'm not necessarily concerned about that. If anything, I think it's raised awareness um, and caused even people who don't pay attention to these issues to sit up and say, wait a minute, what's going on here? I think the fact that Governor Cuomo did this after the New York State Legislature uh, considered and decided not to pass a measure like this because they were warned by civil liberties experts that it simply would not pass legal muster, the fact that he picked this up and issued it as an executive order has caused some people to question whether it's actually a, a, you know, a legitimate, appropriate exercise of his authority. Some supporters of the executive order, they're calling uh, the boycott sort of a form of anti-Semitism, that it's really the, the demands effectively are, are saying that if you read the, the, the beliefs of the people who founded the boycott, that they really don't believe in a Jewish state to begin with. How do you respond to that? 
I would say clearly there are some people who are part of the, the BDS movement who believe those things and have said those things, uh, things that I personally would, would consider offensive and I would not agree with and I would disagree with them publicly and have done so. Uh, but I think the answer to that is not to make economic protest illegal. The way to deal with that is to actually argue and debate these issues openly. And I would also say when looking at the executive order, it's very important to consider what it does not mention. It does not mention the word occupation. And I think to consider the BDS movement without even addressing uh, the fact that this movement is driven by the, the desire to end a nearly 50 year, and actually this week we enter the 50th year of this occupation in which over four and a half million Palestinians live under military rule with no real democratic representation. That is what's driving this. And I, and I think to, to address the BDS issue without acknowledging that is a real mistake. What do you think of the implications of Cuomo's order? Could it extend to student organizations or even state universities being stripped of state funds if they issue statements supporting BDS? Legal experts are looking into that now. I think that is a clear implication here. I think one of the, the, the real problematic things about it is that it, you know, it essentially creates a list and causes these organizations and individuals.